Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Ward, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs to hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker. I'm riding solo tonight here at Camp Crystal Lake, but that's okay because I have a special guest joining me all the way from the bottom of the lake. For those of you who follow the first Jason Voorhees actor, the boy in the lake, Ari Lehman, you're probably aware that he has a new album coming out in May with his band, First Jason, and that album is called To Be a Monster. Along with the album, Ari also has his next music video planned to shoot coming up in mid-April, and you, the fans, can actually be in the video. Ari has links posted up on his website, firstjason.com, with different participation levels and allowing you to be killed in the video by our favorite slasher, Jason Voorhees. So I thought it would be a good time to have Ari on to talk about some of the music video details for any of you that might be interested in participating and to discuss what to expect from the new album. So how are you this evening, my friend? Nathan, I'm here in the laboratory, man. You know, Mama told me to practice my music. This is coming up next, you know. Awesome. You know, they say a monster's work is never done. We're always working on something here. Yeah. And we're, uh, thank you. That was a great introduction. And I want to say that first Jason is more than privileged to have you on the team as our Jason Voorhees cosplayer. And I must say, you know, to that effect that we just got, a Halloween show uh, that's going to be in Kokomo, and um, they they insisted that that you be on on stage. So I was like, "All right, well, then, you know, you're gonna have to bring us the big dollars." No, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> nice. Yeah, everything's yeah. So that's going to be a good thing. And yeah, they said Nathan Barker is going to be cosplaying, and I said yes. Awesome. Well, I will definitely pencil that uh, in. Somebody else said, uh, oh, well, you know, not in reference to other anybody, but they were like, oh, that wasn't blah, you do. They came to see us at Reggie's, and they said, man, that guy's a big MF, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But um, I do know there's challenges, you know, to being a Jason cosplayer. It's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, we all have to have to summon up and, you know, rise the occasion. It's, it's tough, man. You know, it's like on stage, it's hot. And, and oh, my God, you know, and the, 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 the mask and the outfit and all the people in there and, you know, the lights. And, you know. So sometimes it's easier than others. And, you know, but we appreciate your work very much. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to be a part of the project and glad to be able to travel around with you and do what it is that we do. It definitely is a challenge, but it's definitely worth it. We have a blast. And any of you who have not made it out to a first Jason show, get your asses out and check one out. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got one in uh, Los Angeles coming up. Unfortunately, Nathan's not going to be at that one because it's so far away. But uh, that uh, is at the California Institute of Abnormal Arts. And Green Jelly and RF7 and the Sloths are going to be there. Then right after that, um, I'm hoping that Nathan's going to be at one of these two shows. One is at the Elbow Room in Chicago and another one at the Underground Lounge in Chicago, one in April and one in May. And we'll have all that information up there. So if you're a Chicago first Jason fan or if you're in Chicago and you have yet to Come on out and check out First Jason. Well, if you mention this broadcast, I will give you, yes, I will give you a free autographed photo if you mention this broadcast. But don't, like, tell a million people. Thank you. Or tell a million people. I don't care. I've got photos. Let's go. (laughs) There you go. And the uh, L.A. show that he's uh, referring to, that's actually the weekend of Monster Palooza, which is coming up here. Monster Palooza. So for those of you that are going to Monster Palooza in Pasadena, that Saturday night, Green Jelly, First Jason, be there. Yeah, 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, in all fairness, Monster Palooza does have a party that night, and you know, um, showing my diplomacy, you know, and and love for them, and Monster Palooza, thank you for putting me on there because it means a lot to me. Um, and they have a great show going on there too, but uh, we're gonna have uh, something happening. Um, but I do suggest that people come out for Monster Palooza no matter what, because uh, we're gonna have. Uh, Kane Hodder is going to be there, and Adrian King and Tom Savini. So that's going to be some fun, absolutely, for uh, all Friday the 13th fans. You know, and I, with all the craziness that's been going on in terms of different Friday the 13th um, projected uh, uh, film, feature film, and, and, and of course the video game, which seem, which is out, and then you know, the the TV series thing and, you know, all the different things. Um, but we can't say you just jump right on board first, Jason, because our album will be out May 26th. Absolutely. So we might not be getting another Friday film anytime soon, but we have the game. We have obviously the first Jason video. So there's things to be yeah. looking forward to as far as, you know, Jason, as far as Jason goes. Well, I can promise you this too, that the video you know, in the past, okay, they've been they've been a little they've been a little comedy horror horror comedy, which I love. You know, like The Barn, which is a great horror comedy. But um, yeah, this time we want to take a different approach. This time it's going to be different. This time it's going to be from Jason's eyes. Um, not under, not unlike a great book called Grendel. I don't know if anyone's read Grendel, but uh, it was actually written by a great American writer who's a, also a, a, a biker. But uh, he, he, uh, he wrote the Beowulf story from the point of view of the monster. And I always just love that, you know. And yeah, Shakespeare did the same too in The Tempest. Not to get too crazy, but he, he, he had that character, Caliban, who talks about, you know, what it feels like to be a monster. So, you know, this is from the point of view of Jason. So it's going to be brutal and brooding and, you know, not – there's not going to be much storyline, but there are going to be kills. And it's going to be done, you know, with, uh, with nastiness. And that's where the fans come in. So if you want to be killed in the video, check out the links yes, on the amazing. website. It's amazing, Nathan. It's amazing because I have people writing me, oh, please, oh, please, can Jason kill me? Please. Okay, okay, wait, okay. Well, you could have him kill you at the red carpet scene, which I believe is going to be, um, well, it's going to be at a popular club here in Chicago because they asked us to do it there. Or... You could be in the campfire scene, which is going to be out in Virgil, Illinois, and uh, we're going to do a campfire scene there. But, you know, to be honest with you, I don't want too, too many people signing up. I want people signing up, of course, but uh, this time it's n there's no crowd scenes. The last time it was like a crowd of zombies and all that stuff. This is going to be more just like your normal Friday the 13th type settings. Now – when we do the the red carpet scene, obviously there's going to be some crowd activity, but it's not that kind of thing. It's going to be more uh, more like Friday the 13th and more just focused on the perspective of Jason and, you know, what it's like to be Jason. Maybe we could shoot through the mask. I don't know. Have they ever done that? Well, that would technically be a first if you went that perspective. Have they never done that? Didn't they do it in part three or something? No. Not not in what you're referring to, but it, it's definitely a good like idea. Through the mask, like the eyes of Jason. Oh, I don't want to give it away. Don't but, play this for Sean. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with some of the information that's listed on the website, I think it's probably go ahead to throw. It's probably okay to go ahead and throw it on out here that it, it's kind of a Jason takes Chicago theme. Yeah, well, I like that idea. That that Jason takes Chicago is a great is a great image right there. Because, you know, right now, all the, all the things they say, oh, Chicago this, Chicago that. I love Chicago. Um, recently, um, I've been, you know, physically manifesting that by 
you know, working at the community center, which is in my community. But that's just because of current situations, and I can't stand to see anybody, you know, not having a good time. And and if I can do something, um, you know, then I'm going to do it. And by the way, I will tell people out there, you know, as long as we're talking to people, when there's times and you are saying, what is going on? And I'd say instead of getting involved with all the hoopla, if you look in your neighborhood, there's somebody who needs help. There's a kid who needs your help. There's an old person who needs your help who doesn't have family. And, you know, whatever. I don't want to get everybody all weepy, but it's uh, it's the truth. So just remember that if you're big and strong like Jason, then you can lift boxes for some old lady who needs your help. <laughs> so get out there. Um, but I love Chicago so much, and, uh, you know, I want to show Jason – in Chicago, and, 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 you know, I mean, there's going to be some little interesting references, but it's more just going to be the, the physical beauty of the city itself, which is an amazingly beautiful city, and it's right by a lake, which is a very Jason thing. So, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, could it be Jason City? Maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, I think it's a great nearby. idea. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great you. idea. The whole uh, Jason in Chicago, you know, it makes sense. We've had Jason in Manhattan, so I think it's appropriate. Go. Yeah, definitely Maybe appropriate. He's walked all the way, Nathan. <laughs> he's walked. Yeah, it took him a while. That's why the movie is late. Absolutely. It took Jason, you know, years, maybe decades to walk that far. And then finally, I would love to see, you know, an army of Jasons proceeding from Chicago and just take over Hollywood and. You know, show them how it's done. I did have that image. Is that not a great image? An army of Jasons. Of course, you at the front, my friend. You will be the, the General Jason. General Jason. Oh, no. There's the movie title, General Jason. But then, and they're taking over that Hollywood sign, just storming up the, chopping it down with their machetes. Yes. Well, you know, it's Did I reveal too much there? Uh, you know, no, I think that's, I think that's good shit, you know. But I will say that I had, okay. I had a conversation with someone who happens to live out in California, and once they axed the latest installment to the franchise, they came yeah. to me and said, hey, what do you think about getting all, you know, a bunch of Jason cosplayers to go basically pick yeah. it out in front of Paramount? And I said, you know, you might, <laughs> you might actually have yeah. something with that. Oh, I love that idea. And then go over by the Hollywood sign. Oh, my God. And then we could just digitize it to make it look like an RV of Jason. That yeah. would be badass. We got to have Uber Jason in there, though. You got to have, you got to have the part uh, uh, X. Jason X must be in there somewhere. No one um, ever cosplays Jason X. What? He's just left out. Ah, uh, you know he gets a little love from time to time. But I, if that were to ever happen, I think have, you'd have your music ever, video. Have you right ever there. cosplayed Jason X? Who? Come on, you are a cosplayer. This must be spoken about within your world. Yeah, I personally haven't because that's not one of my favorite installments, but I do see some at the cons from time to time, but it's just not as popular as some of the other versions. I'll bet you would do a good Jason X, but, you know, there's got to be Jason X. You know, I've seen maybe three people cosplay little Jason. (laughs) And two of them were children. I don't even know if they knew what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah, their parents were just big fans of Jason X, but uh, yeah, I've seen a few here. No, no, no. So. I'm saying little Jason, little Jason. These children dressed up as little Jason. Two were oh. children, and that one was like just a, a, a short, skinny guy. <laughs> he was like, look, I, I'm this high, so look, I did this. And I was like, damn, he looked pretty good. He did a good job, though. He, uh, you know, he was, he, I guess he shaved his head. You know, he, did, he, he looked pretty, pretty much like little Jason. But then this child, one kid came up, and he's like, I'm supposed to meet you. And I was like, yeah, you want to be a Power Ranger, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, since we're talking about some of the cosplay stuff, just real quick. Obviously, you're aware that Kane Hodder's recently done a costume photo op. CJ's been doing them. Uh, Steve Dash is up for Days of the Dead Indianapolis of Don and the, the Sack for the first time. Has anyone wow. approached you about doing any type of photo Oh, no, ops? no, no, Nathan. Now, now, that's the question. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me. What do I think of all this? I would do a Riku Browning style, like, join me in the lake. That I would do. I would, 
I would do that. If somebody puts together a waterproof kind of scuba gear version, oh, I'm so there. So I'm not, I'm not saying I can't be creative. I'm saying I'm not going to have little Jason walking around because he was never walking around. I, every scene I did was in the lake. Sure. Somebody yeah. wants to do it. They've got to make a suit for me, you know, and like, you know, like a wetsuit. Maybe they can make a wetsuit with some kind of apparatus that's, you know, waterproof. And then I'll swim around. Yeah, I'd do that. Give me some flippers, snorkel. I'll flip around. Come on, swimming with Jason. First thing in the morning. Come on, everybody. Sure. Yeah, I just thought maybe there was some talk about maybe not you necessarily being in a prosthetic or anything like that. Maybe just you being next to a boat. Maybe have Adrian King in the photo just posing well, as yourself. Well, that has been done. That was done by the great German promoter, Eric Brandon, who runs – oh, I don't want to say the wrong. He, run, he There's this two big horror conventions in there. You all became one, and that's in Germany, and he's part of that now. I don't want to say who runs what, but they're all – together and they're great people but eric especially is my good buddy and he's the person who gave me the original jason mask a long time ago but he had us come out to east germany no less we were out in uh Volpermern, which is like way out in the middle of east germany almost to you know almost to poland and uh but they had a we had an event there. It was a, a, a camp blood event, and they had a bunch of uh, people show up, and they camped out, and it was a cookout. And sure, sure enough, in the morning, um, yes, I did get in the water. <laughs> and they even had another person dressed as little Jason, cosplaying little Jason in the water too. So it was pretty funny. And Adrian was there too. Oh, nice. But uh, the other thing that was there, well, you know, back in those days, I I was, uh, you know, a bit adventurous with the beverages, if you will. And, uh, you know, in Germany, oh, my God, what did they have? They had this. That's right. I was there. This is a great story. Okay. Well, I don't drink any longer. And they, I don't know if this is why, but at least I have this happy tale. Um, I prefer not drinking. But then I, I always, I didn't like to drink beer or wine, or just something normal. I always liked something interesting that was unique. So um, I went into the kitchen of this farmhouse where this event was, and man, there were these big German ladies sitting at the kitchen table, and they were cutting potatoes, and they were getting ready. And I noticed that there was, on the stove, there was a big jug um, that had a... uh, had a ton of uh, uh, plums in it, right? It had those yellow plums in there, right? So I think I said something like schnapps, and they said nine uh, schlivovitz or something like this, you know? And I was like, okay. And I just got in on that jug of, it was white plum brandy. Oh my God, dude. It was very strong. And I, um, yeah, I overdid it a little bit. And then, Oh, I was eating the plums, like, oh, there's no problem, you know. Adrian told me she had, like, a bite of one plum, and she had to go home. It was so strong. But I, <laughs> I um, no, she literally slept. She was like, I'm out. But then, uh, well, we had been up early. But um, then I remember someone else came to me. And they said, oh, those old, those kitchen ladies gave you this. They said, no, this is what we drink. And they there was a big beehive, you know, like a honey collection right there. And they were like, we drink this one. It was called, <clears throat> pardon me, Baron, it was like Baron Jager or Baron something, Baron something. And it was made from the honey. And again, it was extremely strong. And, you know, anyway, so I don't really remember what happened, but I do remember those things. <laughs> I can only Now I imagine. don't drink anymore. I don't not drink anymore for, for obvious reasons. See, you know, I think that we all, it dawns on us, you know, uh, once we get these responsibilities. And I'm very happy to be in this position now, today, talking to you and reaching out to everybody with this album coming out. Because I know that there's many bands out there that don't get these opportunities. And um, 
I just want to say to everybody, this album produced at Uptown Recording by Rob Ruccia, it really is, is more of a view of what it's like to be the guy who played Jason as opposed to, you know, my songs, which are usually about Jason. I figured I had done plenty of those, and maybe I'll write more of those. But, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to talk about my own personal experiences. And this album was, I felt really great, and, and, and I was hoping it would get a good response. And the day after we finished it, it got signed. And, um, you know, we really do want everybody to get out there and get a copy and and do your thing. I think right now it's 13 euro. Because if the, the the label is in Germany, yeah, I noticed that the pre-sale has actually you know started today, so you can yeah, go ahead no, and, and check that out through Eternal Sound. Get your pre-orders in. Uh, the cover art looks awesome. Uh, they did a great job. You know, props to the artist for that. It's it's definitely a, a kick-ass cover, and you know all the artwork on the inside and the CD itself. I mean, I'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing a physical copy. You know- Scott Jackson has done uh, the album covers for all the first Jason albums. He did the first one, the famous green one where I'm standing in the swamp kind of cartoon, you know, style, like rock and roll comic style kind of. And then the other one where, of course, he did the beautiful uh, for for, for Heed My Warning. He he did the beautiful. um, The first album is called Jason is Watching. The second album, Heed My Warning. He did the portrait of Adrian King which looks amazing. You got to admit, man, he just nailed that. Right. And then me coming out of the water with my guitar, which is just his idea and amazing. I do have to admit that the, uh, I love the artwork he did and we're going to have t-shirts and caps and everything. Um, but the idea of the Jason constellation, that was mine. I will have to say that I had this thought like, because I've been doing a lot of studying about mythology and uh, astronomy and astrology and astrotheology. And I said, oh, so they just kind of make these ideas into constellations in some way. And I thought, well, what, what could be more appropriate? And it just all came together. And we, so we've got a beautiful star chart by Scott Jackson uh, done, which shows a campfire scene and it has uh, Alice in the canoe, and it's just brilliantly done. And um, up in the up in the night sky, we have Jason with his machete raised, and of course, Mama's there. And then even little Jason is represented. So we've got some kind of cool things. So I just love the way he he did it. Yeah, it looks great. Like I said, that was going to be my next question for you was where the constellation idea came from. But you went ahead and covered that, and I think it's a great idea. Well, thank you. That was, that's a great question. I should have just let you ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't really but chat. But it's a great prior, question. So. Mm. Yeah. So for any of you that were wondering, you know, there's your answer on that. And so, but uh, I will say, you know, I've had a chance to hear a lot, uh, several other songs live on more than one occasion. Um, and my first thought when I heard it is at first when I, when I, when I very first heard some of the songs, of course I was in costume and I couldn't really hear that well. But uh, later on, when I got a chance to actually stand there and enjoy, my first thought was, you know, I, I love the prior two albums. But when I when I listened to these, my thought was uh, there was definitely maturity in the music. It was a totally different sound. And it was just like, you know, wow, you know, this is this is something I think Thank the fans you. are really going to enjoy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nathan. I appreciate it. That means a lot coming from you. And that's that is what it is. Man. It, it is, you know, um. And you know what? Let me it's back that up. It's a fun thing to, to, to hold on to to the youthful, you know, sounds that we do, you know. And, and I think that in a lot of ways, punk has a youthful vibe to it. And, you know, and certain aspects of metal, too. And, you know, but whatever it is, it, it, got to be honest and love the experience. I mean, I'm so happy to be... What am I, 51, 52? I can't even remember something. One of those two. But uh, right now, honestly, I think it's a good time to be that age and to to to, to be a, a part of this world with all, the, with all the craziness that's going on, you know, but we're always able to find some order in that chaos and to, to, to find our own 
way to express ourselves. And I'm just, I consider myself very lucky to have you as a friend and to have the whole team who's, who's, um, you know, wants to get it out there. And, and then I'm able to, to, to communicate that way. Cause that's the only way we can't make music or any form of art just for our oneself. I mean, that's absurd. So, uh, but, but I am very, very lucky also even blessed because I have this topic, which, which I, with, which I can kind of bounce off and use as a filter for thoughts and ideas and, and more importantly, feelings. I think that if there's anything that this, that to be a monster really says, it's, it's about feelings, you know? Yeah. I mean, and red, I... red, red is a feeling too, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, this is, you know, it's getting into that, that emotional content. And I think that is mature, as you said. Absolutely. And, you know, let me back that up just a little bit. I say maturity, but you know, you're, you're an amazing musician and, you know, that's plainly evident. And maybe Thank that you. word wasn't really the right word. I, I guess I should maybe say. No, that is the right. I I think that is the right word. I honestly do. I honestly do. I, I don't, I think that that's what we need is to not be afraid of that in so many ways that rock and roll, we try to confine to, to just being a youthful expression. And then, oh, well, now I've mellowed out. I listened to folk or something. No, come on. You know, you could still be, I mean, as raucous, as funky. I mean, I think you start getting a funky thing, you know, <laughs> because funk, even the word funk implies, you know, a fermentation, if you will, a coagulation, you know, a coming together, you know, whereas when you're young and you've just got that amazing energy, but it's a bit scattershot, but you need it. You know, you can't, you don't wake up knowing your direction, but once you've found the direction, you know, I think that it is a beautiful thing to feel comfortable in that sound and then it gives you more um it empowers you now that said too i mean there's these great traditions that say oh you really like i mean just to, the indian classical music tradition you know which i know that's totally left field but they say oh you can't really be a good singer until you're over 70 so you know you have to experience life and then you have these five different voices of of youth and of all these different age age groups and you're able to express the full the full range, you know. So I don't know. But I do think that people should do everything they can to keep themselves healthy so that they enjoy life. And you know, I just got this great report from Eddie Machete and Bobby Machete. The, <laughs> the Hodgson brothers, you know, more accurately, but yeah, the Machete brothers, you could call them, you know, machete machete and mass brothers. But um, yeah, so they've decided to go. You know, they're on a they've, they've got a super, you know, a super diet plan. They're they're they've taken all this bad food out of their diet, and they're going all. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it because I you know I've traveled with Eddie in the past. He wasn't always so conscious about that. But I think that you know when you do when when you're in an environment and you know that your physical well-being is going to be demanded on, you know, or, or have demands, then, you know, it, it becomes uh, essential. And I'm happy about that, you know, but yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I'm more happy just that everybody showed up at the show at Reggie's, had a good time, enjoyed ourselves. People were laughing and relaxed. It wasn't like, you know, mosh pit fighting. You know, I like mosh pits too, but you know, I think at this point, I'm not about the hoopla as much as I'm about, hey, come out, have a really good musical experience. Meet the guy who played Jason Voorhees and actually get a little insight to what kind of person he is. It's not all a front, you know. I let, See, that's why I, I need you to be there because right. we have Jason to represent Jason. They know I played Jason. And there's that wonderful, you know, play on symbolism. But by having you there and, you know, boom, then it just says it all. And then I don't really have to say much. If you notice at the show, 
at Reggie's, I didn't talk to the audience between songs, barely, right? I just kept going to the samples. Yeah, which was basically a first for any of you who may or may not have been to more than one first Jason show. <laughs> Yeah, this is a definite yeah. first, dude. It's the first. Yeah, I think that by breaking that that wall, that you know, as they say, the the, the third wall, the fourth wall, or one of them walls, they, uh, you know, I can announce other bands. You know, hey, everybody, let's get noise. You know, blah, 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 make some noise. This band's coming out. That band's here. And all those bands that played Gorfinage and Virgin Mobile Meth Lab, the crazy singer, and the Psycho Sock Hop, you know, Pete and uh, uh, I thought it was amazing, and we got all kinds of shows coming up with bands like that. But then when it comes time for horror, like the band that was before us was definitely wacky, <laughs> to say the least, in a lot of ways. Great musicians, but the, the singer was going for some wacky effect, which I don't want to spoil for anybody if they're going to go see it. But uh, it, it, I thought it made a perfect contrast, if you will. You know, it was like... So when we brought the horror vibe, it was just horror, you know, boom. Yeah, it was definitely a good mix. And what Ari's referring to a couple weeks ago, uh, by the time this airs, it'll be a few weeks ago. We uh, first Jason did a show at Reggie's bar in Chicago, and that's that's what he's referring to by Reggie's. And there was a great turnout. Like Ari said, you know, it was a a good uh, a good showing of kind of where, you know, he sees things being. And I definitely agree with that. It was uh, it was a good time had by all. Yeah, the strength there was in the other bands, everybody coming together and saying, hey, you know, and I think that that speaks to what's great about First Jason is that it's going to be a good musical experience, if not an excellent musical experience. But you want more than that in the night. You want, you do want some wild and crazy stuff. You don't want a, a band that's just maybe playing Misfits covers. You do want some metal stuff. So that's why it, First Jason works kind of like as a, you know, like a hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? Where in the, you don't want the whole meal to be hot sauce. But, you know, if the hot sauce was missing, you know, then, you know, for many people, the meal would just be bland. So, you know, we're there to be that hot sauce for people. Slasher sauce. <laughs> Segway, boom, speaking of hot sauce. No, we've been selling slasher sauce, I don't know, crazy, man. People have been buying it up again. They got more coming in. Everybody loves it. They're doing testimonials on the air with their mouths burning. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the, batch, the recent batch is like, oh, habanero and ghost peppery. They, you know, it kind of changes, I guess, for the season. Because yeah, it's uh, made in Florida where the, they make it in Florida where they, uh, they harvest the ghost peppers. So it's very fresh. It's not made with the... Uh, the pace, you know, sitting around. But, you know, um, there's just a metaphor about Jason and first Jason and the way we enhance a show, um, making it more fun for everybody, making it just a little more spicy and wild and a little bit dangerous. You know what I'm saying? A little bit dangerous and a little bloody looking. Well, and <laughs> but, speaking um, of spicing it up, I guess now would be an appropriate time to mention for those that might've been at maybe the last couple shows and noticed that there was a difference. And that being some of the audio tracks, you know, uh, Ari's using some uh, samples, you know, from some of the films to kind of spice oh, yeah. up and transition mm -hmm. into other songs. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. We're, all, we're using all kinds of soundtrack elements because we found that that's uh you know, it, it's something that immediately brings people's mind right to that place you know what i'm saying i mean it's just something that makes people just instantly never have opened this place again there's been too much trouble here did you know that a young boy drowned oh no yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it definitely changes the aspect and the whole vibe of the show. And I think it's a great idea. Oh, man. I love that thing with, you know, Crazy Ralph. And, Don't account blood, ain't you? It's got a death. Like, Shut up, Ralph. And it's got both characters and, you know, 
um, you know, just, just something really, really cool. And, and then we also, um, we don't just leave it to Friday the 13th. We've got one of my favorite ones. Oh my God. Is there, is, is this amazing, is the amazing, uh, um, to, uh, my good friend and amazing actor, one of the greatest American actors, in my opinion. No, Tony Todd right there as Candyman. So we yeah. mix that into melodrama of the modern age. You know, admittedly, uh, you know, I've been working on that and, you know, getting it. And that's, you know, get that's why I kind of went and got updated my system and, you know, got a laptop. So I'll be able to do that a lot smoother, uh, a lot easier. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, of, of the learning curve. And, and, and I think, you know, even Jason Voorhees is learning, you know, I mean, Jason can't speak, but, you know, so I, 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 he can text, you know, so sometimes you get a text message from Jason you know, he's like, I'm right behind you, chit, 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 all that stuff. And he's like, ah, oh, just, just kidding, you know, JK, LOL, that kind of shit. It's evolution. Yes. <laughs> we got to get Jason the text messages. But then now with the, uh, with the, you know, what is it, like FaceTime and all that, you know, he might text you and you could see, you could see him. That would be really intimidating. Shit, you just never know these days. Well, I mean, what about that video game? The video game, they have new aspects. There's new ideas there. It's like there was that, that different, there's that um, kind of hellish Jason with fire fire behind his eyes from the Tom designs. And uh, I don't know. Maybe Jason has new, he should, I mean, he should have the, the ability to, to use a phone or something. I don't know. Yeah. There hasn't really been anything mentioned as far as that, as far as the game's concerned, but you know, you're right. It, it, at some point, you know, depending on how long the franchise stays alive, as far as, you know, new installments, that's something that we might see down the road. Yeah. I mean, did now in the game, do the, are the campers allowed to, uh, they don't have cell phone use. Well, we'll, we'll find that out. I guess down the line. Yeah, no, they don't in the game. Okay. All right. But you never know what you might see in future films, though. Yeah. Well, there's different aspects of technology that I think um, could be very horrific. For instance, like, let's say, you know, so many people do these, like, chat room with some unknown stranger, you know, and they could be for all kinds of reasons. Maybe you're taking a guitar lesson or, you know, maybe you're talking with Svetlana from, you know, Minsk or whatever. But... Let's say you were on a chat room. I often thought, man, what if you were in a chat room? And then all of a sudden you see the person, a machete comes out and what? Then all of a sudden Jason Voorhees' face just, man, turns off the chat room. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? So that could be scary. Absolutely. Possibilities are endless. The things that I think about, it's really unsettling, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one question I do have before I forget is – and I, we haven't discussed this or I haven't seen any talk about it recently. There was mention about it before, and that was a vinyl release of the new album. Is that something that's still in the works or has that been axed? Well, no, I want to do that myself. Uh, but both Eternal Sound and Cats and Jammer are doing CD and digital releases first, you know, which is fine. Um, the vinyl release will be something uh, more of a collector or collectible as, you know, it'll have a CD with it too, <clears throat> but we'd probably want to do some kind of, I don't know, blood splatter disc. And, um, but yeah, they, they basically, um, they basically asked me to just wait a minute, I'm, <laughs> you know, so that we can get everything um, ramped up and then uh, we'll have a, a, a vinyl edition out. I, you know, I would hope that we could have that for Halloween, but I, you know, I don't want to make any, uh, uh, I don't want to say anything, but that would be cool if we could do that. Um, but I don't yeah, know. definitely. That'd we be do have, yeah, but we do have a lot of good, um, a lot of good shows coming up. You know, uh, we've been talking with a lot of, a lot of good shows where, uh, 
first Jason is going to be in uh, in. Uh, let me check just to see. I mean, we've got like I mentioned um, uh, the ones that are coming up recently, but then down the line for the Halloween season, we're going to be in West Virginia for ShakaCon. Um, and we're going to be over, I don't know if they officially announced us yet. Oh, no. And then uh, we're going to be uh, our good buddy out there in Wilmington, the, uh, Angelo, who's, uh, you know, who's, who's a clown by profession. And he does these charities with the circus and all that stuff. He likes to have us out there in beautiful Wilmington, North Carolina. They do car shows, that kind of stuff. Then first Jason's going to be performing in Liverpool. In the United Kingdom. Maybe you could come for that, bro. That would be cool. That would uh, be great. That's in uh that's the first week. That's uh October seventh and eighth. And we're at, we're performing. Then there's an exciting show, Terror Expo, which is near Binghamton, New York. Uh we're gonna be playing two nights at that show. One is October Friday the thirteenth. That's the in house show. And then um, a place called Galaxy, which is a big uh, nightclub in Binghamton, <clears throat> asked us, and it's a brewery, you know, they just asked us to uh, do Saturday night, October 14th. And uh, what else? I got? Oh, and then uh, just last night, <laughs> just today, just this morning, they confirmed JD Legends in Franklin, Ohio, is going to be doing a big Halloween weekend thing with uh, First Jason. Uh, and that's um, on the 28th. And uh, as I said, we've got something brewing for um, Halloween in Kokomo. And uh, and they really want you to be there for that. So, you know, uh, there's more stuff, but I think that, that brings us up to Halloween. And, um, you know, uh, we're going to have the video production. We've got the album release. And uh, the other exciting news, I mean, I guess about me is that uh, I was cast in a movie called The Reformatory. And uh, that's Clint Naramore production. And um, it really looks great, Nathan, because they're shooting it at the same place they shot Shawshank Redemption. Oh, nice. That place is The Reformatory. And, you know, while I don't want to give, give away too much. Anyway, <laughs> I yeah, have an I important role. Yeah, I did see the the posting on that, so I knew that you had something going on with that, and you know that's that's um, good. We to do hear. know, for instance, that uh, uh, Lisa Neal, who uh, is a famous uh, Playboy playmate and is a spectacular person who does a lot of charity work out there in Ohio, um, with her team of I guess they do car washes, you know, and raise a lot of money. Um, they uh, and then. Dustin Diamond uh, is also in this one. Dustin Diamond. <laughs> Screech. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, Dustin Diamond is in this one, too. So, you know, they're lining up some 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 interesting characters. I've met Dustin, and by the way, I don't know what about all that nonsense, but he's a uh, very intelligent and uh, hilarious person who will have you laughing very quickly. Nice. I've <laughs> but, heard the uh, same thing about him. Yeah, he's very, very down to earth and humble and funny. So you know. Well, sounds so, like yeah, you got I'm a lot of stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of stuff coming up, and also, you know, your phone could ring tomorrow, the email could go off, and there could be another ten shows added before you know it. Well, yeah, no, there's stuff. There is. There's a bunch of things brewing. You know, I only mention stuff that people have confirmed. <laughs> but um, also, yeah, I, uh, you know. I guess a quick question is one of the Chicago shows, the date of, I think it was the 13th. Is that technically going to be the album? Is that going to be like an album release party per se, or is there something else? I'd like to do that. Um, I won't have albums. Well, I could see if they can send them to me earlier. And they said May 26 would be the real date. But uh, let's say this, that I could at least, um, we could do a part of that could be a listening party. You know, where I could play the album for everybody as they enjoy and have a beverage or two, uh, you know. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, that's one way of doing it. And maybe we'll have some, uh, well, it's hard to say if we'll have some, we, we'll at least have some edit of the video. 
we're going to do a video ad, which will have um, a little bit of to be a monster in it, so people can hear a little bit of it, you know, just to tantalize them with a little of my singing and Eddie Machete's guitar playing. And speaking of the video again, maybe you could give some specific you, details. you as Jason Boyd. Yes, I will be yes. done. Oh, you mean the details for, for, for the people who want to be in the video. Yes. Okay, yes. good idea. Um, well, all they got to do is go over to firstjason.com and sign up. It's going to say to be a monster video support. But the thing is, what we like to do, you know, I know a lot of bands do different things and Kickstarters and Indiegogos and all that. But what I'd rather do is say, hey, you know what, if you want to support this album, we're going to put you, put your name on the album. So send me this, you know, 25, 50, whatever. And then, you know, that way, when there's those little issues like, oh, man, we need this. I'm not, everything goes directly into the album. You see what I'm saying? So by the same token, here we are, we're producing a video. So we, we, we have our fans help us produce that video, and then they're in the video. Um, when we did um, Jason's Bride, and we did uh, Victim, and we did um, uh, uh, Heed My Warning, there were more crowd scenes, and it was more, more about you know the zombies and stuff like that. But now this one's more about Jason, quite frankly. Um, so there you go. And, uh, this one will have, uh, will feature Chicago too. But, um, what we do is there are a few parts left that fans can be killed by Jason Voorhees on screen. And, um, you'll see that all listed there. Um, you can either just be at the campfire or at the red carpet scene, or you could be killed at the campfire or killed at the red carpet scene uh, for two different prices, none too expensive. And that will go directly to cover the cost of the special effects, really, because we want to make sure that each setup we have for those kills is is professional. And, you know, I mean, some of those applications are not uh, cheap. So we, we don't want to get the junky ones. We want to get the nice ones. So, you know, someone will look back and go, look, that's me being killed by Jason. But, uh, you know, so we're trying to work with the best in the business uh, that we have here in Chicago. And we have a lot because, you know, we have many TV shows that shoot here. Have you ever thought about auditioning for these TV shows in Chicago, Matt? It's crossed my mind. I can't lie. It's crossed my mind. You really should, dude. You really should, dude, because they do – it's Chicago. They do Chicago. What is it? Chicago PD, and then they do uh, Chicago Fire. You know, I can see you playing one of those. You know, oh, yeah. um, I have a buddy who who um, oh, what's his name? He's 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 a good friend of mine. But he uh, uh his name escapes me right now. He's a he is an extra on Empire all the time. He was at the show last weekend. The guy with the the beard going down and the shaved head. This guy. Anyway, he's uh, a very nice person, and he he says all the time, you got to just go in, and you don't have to be in the union. You don't have to be SAG in Chicago to be on those TV shows. So there's a lot of good stuff going on right here in Chicago. Absolutely. I might even even start doing something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, You know, you might as well. I'm happy with what's going on. You mentioned about my all my brothers doing their thing where they get dressed up. I saw the one that Kane did. Didn't did John Beekler did that one, right? Yeah, John did the makeup for that. He did the makeup also when Kane did it the first time at the uh, first yeah. Mad Monster up in Chicago. I think January. I see that looks pretty cool, man. That looks yeah. pretty cool, man. You know, absolutely. Now you guys did the one. The one for CJ looks great too, man. Yeah, CJ's turned out just fucking awesome. Everybody did a great job on that. Everybody came together and just really rocked it. CJ just, you know, spoke really highly of it and said he was thoroughly pleased. No, it looked great, man. Um, you know, like, I mean, you agree with me. I mean, um, another mutual friend, Tommy McLaughlin, who directed Part 6. But, you know, 
that movie is kind of uh, it, like like you said. It's, it, I mean, I, you agree when I said it's kind of a cop. It has a comedy aspect to it, you know, a little bit, little bit. Um, and I think the way you know he plays it and that whole thing, it works very well in, in the convention setting like that. You know, he's you know it's a little you know it's got a little humor aspect to it, so it's a little different. And I think that that's really working. And I just I think it's cool. The fans are all having fun with that. Yeah, yeah, they all seem to be on board. CJ said that the response has been really good, and everybody's just really liked it. And been a lot of requests, you know, to have it at other shows. I know he's gonna. He has a bunch, you know, lined up. And you know, Steve Dash is obviously doing his part two costume coming up at Days of the Dead Indianapolis along with CJ. So I'm sure that'll be a good turnout. And you know, we've we've oh, had CJ. Yeah, on. that's the first that's ever been done. Yeah, first time for Steve. So that'll be a big show. You know, uh, if you're in the Indianapolis area in the last weekend of June, you know, definitely check out Days of the Dead for the dual costume photo op. CJ Graham, Steve Dash. It's going to be a kick-ass show. Days of the Dead's always a good show. You can't go wrong going to that show, any of those shows. Yeah, absolutely. They usually usually have a, a really good turnout. So that's one that we're definitely looking forward to. Definitely a good, you know, show to uh, meet a lot of great people from horror and and have have fun it's a fun show you know it's not all about i don't know autograph collectible this that i mean that's part of it but days of the dead they, they definitely have a fun you know my friend uh, uh is the the official dj for them uh dj munchies you gotta check out dj munchies <laughs> yes absolutely don't miss his party because you don't want to that's a mistake. You got to go to his party because that's the one. I mean, at Davia. Unless there's a first Jason show somewhere near there, then you got to go to that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all together now. You know. Now we have DJs. We have a DJ on our team too. That's no all. Absolutely. So, is that something that maybe you want to talk a little bit about? Well, yeah. Um. You know, in the process of maturing, as we've spoken, um, I realized that I was asking drummers, I was asking a lot of drummers, because most drummers know how to play one style really well, and maybe a few other styles. But when I start writing on the same set, I've got punk, metal, funk, rock, reggae, you know, I even have now on this. This has a a Latin song, which has kind of got a Bo Diddley kind of beat to it. You know, I mean, it's a rock Latin, like a you know, like a a bamba kind of thing. But you know, it's uh, it's not easy on drummers. You know, they're not used to that. You know, to show up at any given show and have to play seven styles. You know, and and if there is a drummer who can do that really great, you know that they're so in demand and just way too expensive for any situation. And you know, we we did find good drummers, but you know, it, making it all work out in terms of travel expenses, times, you know, what we needed. So I started looking into it. I'll tell you who it was, who very astutely came forward. That you, uh, which is what you know. That's a hard thing to do when you see a younger brother and you know they might need some advice. But you know how young people are, especially when you come off stage and you're feeling all yay and you just got you're great, man. You know. So, but uh, you know, long story short, from Day of the Dead, if you remember the man from the cover itself, Eugene Clark. Who um you know what I'm talking about? He walk he's yeah. the zombie who's walking into the river or the swamp or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can only see his, you know. Big Eugene. And he's been in a million, you know, T V shows, you've seen him a million times. This is just the most famous thing. But he's a he's also a musician of his I mean, in, in his own right, a music teacher. He he uh leads a choir, he works at the church, you know, he has a whole thing, you know, going on with music at the church, gospel music, so um, you know, I'm saying that's you know, just part of his life. So he's multifaceted. I just saw a TV show that he's starring in that's one of the only things that's actually made me laugh 
in a long time. But uh, Eugene Clark sat me down. He said, oh, you know, come on. I just want to talk to you for a second. Your music is great. But when you're in these situations, I just think you've got to get rhythm tracks. Why don't you get rhythm tracks? He's like, program. You bring it on a laptop, and it's going to sound perfect. It's going to be wonderful. This is because I was performing in Calgary, and Calgary was so far away, they couldn't bring out Eddie or anybody. So it was just me, and I did like a solo show, you know? And it was, it, you know, it was good. But, man, what I can do now. So, you know, in the midst of everything, I just said to myself, huh, man, you know, anytime someone takes the time to give you advice like that, that they're, they're extending themselves, you know, you might just shut them down or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, okay, so Eugene said that, and I said, wow, you know, he's right. So, uh that's when I started programming the drums. And as soon as I did that, you know, even my wife was like, oh, my God, that sounds great, you know. Instantly I'm able to practice at home with the drums and programming and then, you know. And so, honestly, since I started working with the drum machine, which is now about two months ago, I've been practicing up to four to five hours a day, just honing all these different ideas and being able to play along with the drums at the, you know, in a metronomic way and to sing, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're on the rhythm, not, you know, stiff, but on the rhythm. So, you know, and you really, really get ingrained. It gets in your, it's very, very good training. And then when you do it live, boom, it's there. Wow. You know, so now I've expanded on that and I've uh, just improved the system because I was using literally, I was using a drum machine and my phone. <laughs> at the other show. So now I'm using a more sophisticated system. Not, you know, nothing that you haven't seen before, but what would astound you is the amazing capability of these systems nowadays. You know. I mean, it just reminds me, when I was when I was young, I had a great science teacher, Mr. Bump, and he was amazing, and he said, all right, you know, you got to learn how to program the computers, because computers, it's all going to be about computer music. And he was right. This was in the 70s. He was way ahead of his time. But, you know, little Ari, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't want to get into computers, you know. I wanted to, I don't know, meet girls and stuff. So I was like, I want to play rock and roll, man, you know. I don't want to sit in this room com- with a computer, you know. But I said to Mr. Bump, I'll bet you if I take the time to learn to play music well, by the time I'm ready, it's going to take a while, you know. But by the time I'm ready, they're going to have computers that are already pre-programmed with all the best music. And you just have to lean over and click. And that's what I got right here, man. Are you kidding me, man? It's insane. Forget it. It's right here in my fingertips. You know how it is. I mean, it's like just even the updates on phones in general. Well, you can imagine, you know, what this is. This is the, the, the machina, which many people have probably heard of. But it's a, it's native instruments, and it's a really cool uh thing and there's many you know there's all kinds of systems that are coming out but um i think it's gone beyond because you know what we kept running into nathan and you know i'm sure you you've seen it and you've been there never never complained but uh sometimes we go to a town and there's sure sometimes we got a couple hundred people you know okay sometimes we have far less than that. And, you know, I think that one of the things about rock and roll, especially if you're competing with other big acts in a town, we also have this other competition because, you know, we go from one town and, you know, okay, we're in this town and there's there's five guys on stage and there's five bands waiting to go on and there's five people in the audience and there's one club owner, you know, with a five gun pistol at his head. You know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what a five-gun pistol is, but I just made that up. Um, but <laughs> then you go down the street, they say, they say, come on, here's the after party, man. This is where it's really at. And there's one guy on stage, Nathan, with a laptop. Maybe he has a friend next to him with his with a cap turned to the side. And they're just 
you know, playing what is on the laptop. Like they sometimes they're not even really DJs. But they've got three to five hundred young people in there, mostly girls, acting as if alcohol was just invented. Yep. And 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 forget it. And it's just town to town to town to town to town. And the reason for it is it's just it has a lot to do with the drums. I realized that the way that the drums hit you when they're really going through the PA and you're really coming through those subwoofers, it really hits you in a different way. And it's just that's the sound of the times. And we have to – that doesn't mean we're turning our back on rock and roll. Not at all. Or punk or metal or anything. It just turns out that we can do things with all those sounds here. Now, would I prefer to have a drummer? Of course I would. I would prefer to have live. I would prefer to have an orchestra. <laughs> I mean, I hope that, you know, uh, everything works out to the point where I could do like, you know, like a full-on Vegas act where I have a band and then I do piano solo and then you know, an orchestra, man. You know, I love horns. I, I learned jazz orchestration at New York University. I, you know, I know how to do big band orchestration. I know how to do all that stuff. I want to do that, but I'm, I'm also, the other thing that was, you noticed that when we did that remix, man, all of a sudden it was like a lot of people who had not been interested in First Jason because they just hadn't really been able to hear my voice. Now all of a sudden they're like, well, I hear your voice. Now I can hear this. So, you know, we, we want to keep everybody with us. We don't want to turn anybody off, but we want to open the doors to more people and more opportunities. And then, of course, promoters are like, oh, you mean I just need to fly in you and Eddie? And, and then people are like, oh, okay, can I get Nathan on this show? Yeah, yeah, boom, there you go. That's a show, seems yeah. to me. Now the next level is, I think it's obvious, the next step that First Jason has to do is we have to, if you will, you know, uh, well, we need screens. We need to put up visual screens. We need visuals. We need a little more visual stuff going on. Yeah, that's definitely a great idea. Big screen, just, you know, Friday the 13th plane or different horror horror movies, or just imagery, you know, yeah, horror definitely. videos. Yeah, that's definitely a great idea. And <clears throat> what I was going to say earlier when I mentioned the comment of, you know, being the maturity comment what I really meant to say was maturity slash evolution, because you just hit that right on the head. You know, it's about, you know, evolution into what's popular or what's trending or what works today. Yeah, it is. It's a transformation. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an alchemical process an organic process. It it is. And it is, you know, it is a fermentation. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it, it is a, 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 uh, um, you know, becoming becoming new. But I think that that's what's, you know, the challenge. I love it when I see bands, you know, like you look at, I don't know, different bands, the Stones, the Beatles, I don't know, and all these different bands and they go through these different phases and, and that's cool. Elvis, you know, <laughs> you got 50s Elvis and then you got 70s Elvis, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, um, I think that as the world changes, the music has to change with it. And also, I'm reminded of something, and I'll leave you with this thought. But David Bowie said, God bless him, he said, the way you know that you're doing the right thing is that you have that feeling like you might be going just a little bit out of your depth. You know, that you're challenging yourself, that you say to yourself, man, I really need to practice this so I get it right public you know and you you want to you know get your get your act together and you have that feeling you know in your gut that means you're probably going in the right direction so i i guess i'm going in the right direction because i'm feeling excited but also like wow there's this whole world that i need to learn about and to be open to learn and change and you know you know, even Jason Voorhees has changed over the years, right? <laughs> Look at how Absolutely. Jason has evolved. The, the evolution of Jason Voorhees and First Jason. And I think you're definitely on the right track. Like I said, I've 
I've been lucky enough to listen to some of the music, not all of it, you know, believe it or not for the listeners. Yeah, we might be out and about, but I have not heard every single song yet. But those that I have heard, you know, like I said, maturity slash evolution, it's going to be kick ass, a different sound buy the fucking album or something bad might happen to you. <laughs> Nathan. Awesome, dude. The podcast. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I All appreciate it out there to just dig it, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, check it out. You know, even if you might've heard some of the other stuff and even if it wasn't your thing, you know, and everybody's opinions are different. Check out the new album. It's a different sound. You know, you might change your mind. I highly recommend it. Thank you, Nathan, man. We're so lucky to have you on the team, man. And I'm getting ready for the next show. Rock and roll. And remember, everybody, Jason never dies.